The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. Patrick Nosey Walker. We've got Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans as always. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing great. Feeling swole, Kyle. Feeling swole. Yeah. He's percolating. I'm back on my vitamins, back on my mm. consistent workout regimen. I'm sitting, sitting. I'm not sitting as heavy as I was a couple weeks ago, Kyle. But I'm feeling good. Okay, feeling good. I've gotten two days in a row with what I'm talking about. K to the Y, baby. Hey, honestly, that sounds like I'm joking about it. But in football season, that's actually a pretty good little run. You know what? He's training for the forty. I want everybody out there in Twitterverse training for the forty. I want everybody. (laughs) I want everybody in Twitterverse to send us a a little memo. Right? Tag us on there. Tag No C. Tag K Y. Tag Beamer and tag myself and tell us what position if we were to go play for the Dallas Cowboys right now. Oh God. What position would all of us be able to go play? (laughs) That'll be fun. I want everybody in Twitterverse to go ahead and just just tag us on there. Yeah, let me know. What, what would no C play? What would KY play? No, you got to be on the field. I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> and I'm not talking about a sideline analyst. <laughs> uh, mm, backup punter for me. I, I could see you, like you, no you C have, is like a slot arm. corner. You have an arm. I do have an arm, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean I can you move can't around the pocket. You can rip it. Beamer, uh, what, you Beamer, can, you what do you think, Beamer? Your way to, to you know. To what I think, what? what do you think? Do you at think, least I can throw. What position would no C play right now? If he had to go walk out there and, and be in a position on the field, what position for the Cowboys would no C be? Um, let's go with safety. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 You know? So like a, like a like a box safety. No. Like a no. D- no. Deep safety. Deep deep, deep safety. <laughs> deep. How many like, deeps? Like <laughs> like, <laughs> many, like by the like, goalposts. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Titanic. Deep, very like, last deep, resort. Deep. Deep. Like, nutritionist. <laughs> deep. Oh no. <laughs> Good grief. All right. I, what, I what about KY though. Beamer? Oh. Uh, oh. Maher. Oh, Kicker, for hey, sure. I don't have a leg, though. I have a better arm than I would a leg. That's the only problem. Well, I don't know if you're going to be the quarterback, buddy. <laughs> That's what I said. I said backup hunter. Ooh, I could probably deep snap. Because yeah, that mean, may be it. Now, the nowadays, they, no. they, don't let it, they don't let the deep snapper get hit. That may be it. Yeah, back in the day, they used to get destroyed. Destroyed. Now, Sign now, me now up. Let's let's That's over the money right there. Yeah. Sign me deep up. Snapper. I'm in. If hey, if Matt Overton's not cutting it anymore, guys, let me know. I'm just gonna let that come. I mean, Overton's not like was he barely six foot? I was gonna get you so bad. No, please don't. (laughs) What about you? What do you a tight end? I think his is easy. I mean, just tight end. Come on. I'm not that heavy. I wouldn't say tight end. It doesn't matter if you're heavy (laughs) or not. (laughs) Beamer's laughing. (laughs) I'm not that heavy right now, Beamer. Mm. All right, wide receiver. Okay. No, I wouldn't say that either. I think I, I think put me at like the. Put me a linebacker. Ooh, you just want to go hit, hit somebody. somebody. 
I want to play wow. downhill, He's man. He's played every other position. <laughs> I've played every He's other position. I've been on defense. Linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Put me uh, on put me a linebacker. Kyle put me at nickel corner. Just it, let me be relentless. Timing of it works out. Jordan goes down. Duran, I'm coming for the spot. <laughs> I'm coming for the spot. Uh, all right. Let's do some news and notes. Cowboys off today. They'll be back on the practice field tomorrow. It's really the first news and note that we've had to go to without any Dak Prescott news up at the top because he's healthy. He's good. He's working into that second game. But what else is up at the top of that list after we talked to the coaches and the coordinators yesterday? Well, we kind of touched on it really quickly just now. Jordan Lewis, uh, yeah. Cowboys uh, mostly came out of the game clean against uh, against you know the Detroit Lions. But unfortunately, they did lose Jordan Lewis to what's being described as a list Frank injury in his foot. He's done for the season. He's already had surgery. You won't see him back until 2023. That mm. thrusts um, rookie fifth-round pick Deron Bland into the role. And it was interesting uh, as far as what Mike McCarthy said regarding the potential rotation. I didn't think McCarthy would, you know, because he always justifiably protects the game plan. But he did go as far as saying you will see Nashawn Wright on the field at yes. some point. Um, in week eight against the Chicago Bears. Uh, that will be the first time, if it happens, it'll be the first time this season Deshaun Wright is active on the game day roster. He is also expecting Kelvin Joseph to compete with Deshaun Wright for those reps. I think nice. the Cowboys are going to try to use this game to figure out what the rotation should be and then the bye week because you're going to need that that situation settled before you go up to Green Bay and face Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Um, so that's that's the the medicine for the moment as far as the absence of Jordan Lewis. Look for Deron Bland to, to take the lead there with Kelvin Joseph and Deshaun Wright battling it out. And Mike McCarthy didn't rule out what he calls different personnel groupings. So maybe at times that'll see Anthony Brown move into the slot. That's something that he's done before, and he was you know solid in doing so. And if that happens on certain um, sets – then you might see Deron Bland off the field, which would then allow Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright those outside reps. So we'll see how that goes. Um, another one to keep an eye on is before we go into that, can we yeah. touch on that real quickly? Because yeah, do do I mean, yeah. that's that's a bigger loss than I think Cowboys Nation yes. is really leading louder on. for the people in the back. I Jordan Lewis has played well. If anything, he's been the second best corner on the team behind Trayvon Diggs. If you don't hear a cornerback's point. name, you're usually doing your job. You're doing a good job and. Jordan Lewis, he's never going to be perfect. No, no, no corner in the league is going to be perfect. But Anthony Brown hasn't had his best season so far, at least to start. Seven games in, he's been up and he's been down. Jordan Lewis has been that steady hand in yep. that secondary right now. And that's what's scaring me, or not scaring me, but it is a concern about not having him in the fold. And you have two young guys, three young guys, really, that are going to yeah. step up and kind of fill that simultaneously. I mean, let me let me reverse this thing. Number one, shout out to Kelvin Joseph and the mm -hmm. effort he's been putting forth on special teams. Facts. I like it. Uh, it's a huge turnaround from last year. So super, super kudos to him. Um, give him his flowers because he's been working his tail off, especially out there in, at the gunner position. Okay, yep. He's been forcing a lot of fair catches. Great effort. I'm looking forward to seeing DB play DB. Okay, I, I like him at that position. I think he had a heck of a camp, and then he doubled back on that. I like that DB yeah, like playing that? Yeah, DB. That so yeah. you just kind of fit that in there. Sprinkle that in there. Sprinkled yeah. it in there. He did a great job in camp. He did a great job in the preseason, and then when they when he showed up in the game, he showed up again in in, in the regular season. Got so pick. looking forward to seeing him. And then Nashawn, everybody knows that Nashawn is my guy. I like those e the, the long, lengthy <laughs> e Honda type players. So I'm looking forward to him having this opportunity. But backing it up to Jay Lou, you guys are absolutely correct. He's done a, a absolutely amazing job for this organization. He's been that guy that's just consistent. You're not looking for him to do anything amazing over the top, but he's been the guy that you can rely on and be dependable. 
uh, y'all in Twitterverse, send him some prayers up. Seriously. I don't know the the degree of his Liz Frank. Liz Frank yeah. has different levels to it. Yeah, we but I can that. tell you that I sustained a Liz Frank injury coming out of college. And at that point in time, it was perceived to be one of the injuries that you could not come back from. Mm-hmm. That was that was the that was the script on it. If you sustain a what I had was a total Liz Frank. I completely blew out my foot. And for those that don't know what a Liz Frank injury is, okay, when it's a complete, I can't speak to the sprains, I can't speak to the mild levels. But in terms of what I sustained, I tore all the ligaments in my midfoot. Okay, everything that Jeez. supports your foot, I tore all those ligaments. Those ligaments help support the bone structure. My bones separated in my foot, and they call it drop foot. It actually comes back from back in the day. Jalen Smith. Yes. They know that term from Jalen Smith's. There you go. Yep, so they call it drop foot, and you literally have no control of your foot. You can't you can't bend your toes. You can't do anything. Again, that was what I sustained. I, I sustained a total one. We don't know the degree of what he had. Sure. Hopefully it's a lot milder than what I sustained. But my outlook during my time period was 9 to 12 months. Were you not drinking your tiger milk? Like, yeah, there's no tiger milk for that <laughs> one. No tiger milk. So for I, that one. I sustained my injury in October of my senior season. I got drafted by the Cowboys, and I was still doing my rehab, and I touched the field in August. Yeah. So best-case scenario, training camp for Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Best case. Yeah. yeah. And, and if he's there, he's there, great. If not, then there's going to be a spot for him moving forward. And like Isaiah said, it's key to remember that there are levels to the list yes. Frank injuries, and we don't know the specifics of what it was because yeah. uh, it was announced after the game that it was a foot strain that the X-rays showed no fracture. Oh, good. Now – so that being said, it could be a, a strained list, Frank. It could be a, a small tear in the list, Frank. It just doesn't sound like it's worst case scenario. Yeah. But again, I, I preface that by saying we don't know the specifics, but we hope that it's not worst case. It sounded initially that it was not That's worst good. case, but it was certainly bad enough in that it needed surgery to repair. Yeah. So he's done for the season. Hopefully we see him ready for training camp. Going back to what both of you guys have said, Jordan Lewis, uh, and what I love about what Dan Quinn said in referencing the injury, he talked about him as a player, but then he said there's also a dude behind that jersey. Yep. And he said, I, you know, I hope the, the guy is is good. I hope the guy is and that's, all right. And that's why I'm asking everybody out there to send yeah. him some messages because I can tell you that out of all – I had seven surgeries in my life. Yeah. Okay. The Liz Frank injury is by far the worst one that I had. <sighs> and, again, I don't know what level his is. Yeah. But the the places that I went to mentally, mm-hmm. um, if you guys haven't seen the Deep Blue <laughs> special yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Rob P. was a part of. Mind games. If you, watch it, okay, if you guys haven't watched that, uh, my portion in that, a lot of that referred was referring to my overcoming of the Liz Frank. You go to some de- some bad places mentally. Yeah. Okay, you feel like you're not a part of the team. You're you're telling your foot what to do. Your foot's not responding because your nerves are no longer attached. You're having to relearn how to curl your toes up. They put a piece of foam on the ground. They tell you to grab it with your toe, and you can't. So you go from being an elite athlete, one of the best in the world, to all of a sudden having to learn relearn how to right. make your body move. So please send him. I don't again. I don't know if his is that bad. But, but, but again, none, but regardless, nonetheless, 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 he has surgery. Right. Uh, send him some some messages because he's going to need the support of Cowboys Nation coming back from that Absolutely. injury. That's and a lot to overcome. Mental health matters, and and you know Jordan Lewis is not only uh, a leader 
in the locker room and a part of the leadership council for the Cowboys. But circling back to your point, he his impact on the field is so often overlooked. And nowadays more so because there are so many more playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. But remember, not not two years ago, the Cowboys were thirsty for a ball hawk. Guess who the ball hawk was? Yep. It was Jordan <laughs> Lewis. Jordan Lewis was the one stepping up, getting, you know, multiple interceptions. Yeah, as a rookie in a and a second year right. guy. I mean, you know, that was that was the only was, guy who was, was forcing Jordan turnovers. Lewis. And so now he's a, a bit overshadowed by the fact that Michael Parsons is doing Michael yeah. Parsons things, Trayvon. and then you have Trayvon doing Trayvon things. But Jordan never stopped being Jordan. He is, he was, and continues to be that that steady hand. So it is a huge, huge loss for the Cowboys, and, and definitely bittersweet in how it happened. He got a game-changing interception uh, that led to a touchdown that helped, you know, really break it open for the Cowboys. And then on the, you know, ensuing tackle, he's lost for the season. But um, Keep him in your prayers. Yep. You know he he's an upbeat guy, and uh, like like Mike McCarthy said, he's Detroit strong, Detroit proud. He's going to fight through it, awesome. and we we can't wait to see him back on the field. But in his absence, uh, these young guys they they're going to have to step up, and they're going to have to be as consistent as Jordan was. If there were a bright side to any kind of inter- injury at any point, it's the fact that it gives young guys opportunities. Yep. I don't want it to happen the way that it did right. with Jordan Lewis. Of course, nobody wants that. But if there is a bright side, Deron Bland who has been great throughout training camp, has taken advantage of his opportunities, the small ones that he's had, now he gets a big opportunity. Now he gets that big break. Can he take advantage, and and how will they uh, turn out with that? Additionally, and I just want to point it out, Dan Quinn yesterday, right after saying all of these things, he said, if you're going to go out, and you're going to get injured. <laughs> that's what he You might as well do it on an interception. And that's what Jordan Lewis did. Top of the world. <laughs> Top of the world. Wouldn't take it any other way. I'm sure he he probably thinks it that way, too. All right. More news and notes. Anything yeah. else? Uh, another key thing to keep in mind between today and tomorrow, again, on the defensive side of the ball, some good news. Uh, in that Damone Clark is expected to to join the 53-man roster no later than tomorrow, which is going to be Wednesday. Uh, His practice clock started, which is the 21-day practice window, started on October 5th. That means October 26th, which is tomorrow, is the deadline for him to either be activated or reverted back to, uh, well, he's on NFI, and he will then remain on NFI for the remainder of the season. However, he suffered no setbacks. Mm. He's been trending very well and very aggressively, uh, not only in his recovery before practice, but in practices now up to this point. Stephen Jones sounds very optimistic about him. Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, they're very, very, very excited and turned up about this young man. Now, I say that, we also need to make sure we're tempering expectations. I'll, I'll say <laughs> it in Isaiah's voice. Let's temper expectations. Initially, now this is outside of news and notes. This is the analyst speaking. Uh, I believe that from a, from a standpoint of science, he may not be on the active roster this Sunday, which makes sense because you have a bye week coming up. You mm-hmm. use this Sunday and the bye week to kind of prepare him for Green so Bay. So you're making him inactive. Yeah, he, would, would be, he would be on the active roster, right. but then inactive Correct. for the game. I for would, the game. I would have him inactive for this game, two weeks to ramp up for Green Bay, and then when he makes his debut in Green Bay. It's he forces everyone. four fumbles and then takes one back <laughs> for a touchdown, and he has a pick in that game too, right? Or we can settle down on the black oh. rifle coffee caffeine, and we can understand that primarily up front he's going to be a special teams yes. guy. He's going to have to earn his stripes on special teams. It's something that Dan Quinn says, something Mike McCarthy says, something that Bones Fossil said and they expect to happen. But I do anticipate that before the year is out, you're going to see Damone Clark making an impact defensively and that linebacker core, which already is, mm. is deep. 
they they got some great problems to figure out as far as the rotation. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm so excited for you're this. You're not guy. excited about I'm this. I'm beyond excited. From, ear the first, ear. from the first time <laughs> that we met this young man, at least that I met this young man at the rookie premiere. Yeah. Um, had plenty of opportunities since then to have some conversations with him, understand his mindset, understand his frustrations. Uh, really just reached out to him, let him know, hey, I get I get having had an injury that affected your draft stock. <laughs> right. I, I get uh, right. coming into an organization. <laughs> As you just said. Right. Early. Yeah. It affected your draft stock. I mean, they stole him in a draft facts. because of his because of the situation that, that he was in, um, which is a, a benefit to the Cowboys. because I don't think they would have had a shot at him. Uh, so kudos to the Cowboys for, for doing their homework and due diligence and staying with him. You know, Cowboys gave me a chance. Um, unfortunately, I sustained more injuries, other injuries beyond that. But they, they're giving him a chance as well. So I was able to speak to him from the perspective of this organization stands by you. They believe in you. They love the character that you have as a young man. They love the effort. They love everything that you've done on the field. Now it's just a matter of you getting back on the field, reminding yourself of who you are. Mm-hmm. Because so when you're gone for so much time, you you literally revert back to going back and watching your college film. Like, who who am I? What was I? Right. You know, do can I get that same thing back? Can I can I still play with that with that level of intensity? You know, and with that, that level of swag. Back. Like you need all that. So you so you, he's gonna be he's gonna be so anxious like genuine. He is mm-hmm. going to be he's gonna be so mm-hmm. anxious. So I don't disagree that it's a great game plan for them to go ahead and hey go and throw him on the active and then let him chill, let him get a couple weeks of practice under his belt because timing. Um, you know, intensity, contact, you know, his that anxiety, all that stuff's gonna have to simmer down a little bit. But I, I can't state how excited I am for him, knowing him as a, as a young man, how how far he's come and what he's had to endure mentally. The physical side is the physical side, but the mental side, when you're so passionate about something, you're so dominant in something, then you're told that you can't do that thing, and you have to sit back and watch everybody else. It destroys you. Yeah. So. Kudos to him. Kudos to this Cowboys organization, the training staff, everybody that's a part of it. I'm looking forward to seeing him have his opportunity. And no better way to get over the jitter, the mental block of, of you know, really starting to throw yourself at players again than to start on special teams. That, yeah. That'll help you knock those jitters out real quick. Knock off that rust <laughs> real fast. Real fast. And if you're, if you're worried about him learning the playbook and knowing where to be and when to be, that mental – those mental reps have been going since week one. Absolutely. I mean, since OTAs, yeah. since rookie mini camps, because mm-hmm. that was one of the first things that we saw when he was out on the field, Damone Clark, when he came in and, and was out of LSU. He wasn't going to play. Everybody knew it. Everybody thought he that was, was the case. Locked in. And he locked in. Yeah. Had the jersey on, had the, the shorts on, was ready to go. If they would have said, hey, Damone, get in here for a snap, he would have <laughs> been in there before they could even finish saying the word snap. Can I, can I tell the people what he told me last week? Yeah, what did he tell you? Ran into him last week, and we had a brief conversation. He said, I told Bones Fossil, I want all the smoke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Quote. That's, and, that's and you the know type what? of player that, you want. Yeah, that's exactly that, – that echoes what he told me in training camp when I asked him about that. And I asked Bones as well. I said, you know, when you're talking about a guy like Damone Clark, what's he, what's he like, you know, in the meeting rooms? Is he – because we started talking about the mental capacity mm-hmm. of, of the injury. And he said, you know, how much is he champing at the bit to, to get on the field, not just for defense but for special teams? He said, you know, he was in uh, – Bones was. He started a special teams meeting at like 7 a.m. And there was Damone waiting for him and told him, hey, I, I want – all of this. Yeah. I want all the special teams working. Love it, man. Damone is ready. Awesome. Like, I mean, he just – obviously, like Isaiah said, when you're coming off of a, a injury, and it's kind of a uh, – we have to quantify or qualify it the right way because this was an injury that 
technically he wasn't aware of yeah. until it was located and discovered at the Combine. Yep. So he had an all-American, like an all-conference season playing through this. It got discovered at the Combine, and guess yeah. who it got discovered by? Yep. The, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> yep. Reminded people, Kyle, before you go on to the next thing, where yep. was he supposed to be drafted? He was probably a third or early fourth-round guy. Okay. I mean, that's kind of where he was. Probably smack dab in the middle of the third is where I would have had him. I had him as a top 60 player overall okay. prior to the injury. And I don't. I, don't, I try not to change my, my yeah. rankings around because whenever I go back and look at it, I want to see what I thought of the mm-hmm. guy on the field. Whenever we're talking about it on the draft show and things like that, I will rank a guy below a guy if an injury sure. is indeed involved. For sure. But I, I, in terms Initially. of what I've got, and I go back on look, he's number 60 on my list. So mm. it's like a late second round, early third in my mind, but I think he probably would have fallen more third, fourth round right in there. Listen, ladies, Good player. Ladies and gentlemen, good player. And, and good is saying the least. I'm, I'm going to give you his, his stat line for 2021. And keep in mind, he did this with the issue in his neck. Okay. <laughs> and with a bad LSU defense bad, around him. Right. They were not very good last year. Not only was he first team all SEC. But this guy had, what is it, 135 combined tackles, five and a half sacks, and an interception. And he just went ahead and threw in uh, three pass deflections and and a fumble recovery and two forced fumbles in the process. You know, just throw the sprinkles. 135. 135 to go along with five and a half sacks and an interception this is, and three pass I'm, deflections. I know we got to go to break, but people haven't necessarily seen him in person. Oh, this he's is a, a specimen. This is a physical specimen. He's a specimen. Like, like he he's a, one of those people that you walk by and you you get nervous because he's like, I know he can't hit me right now, but if he were to hit me, I'd probably be on IR yeah. even if I don't play. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I'd be Jordan Poole. <laughs> yeah, I'd, be, I'd be slipped. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're taking your calls. 888-855-2297. It is a Talking Tuesday here on Talking Cowboys. Get ready. Bring the heat because we've got you next on the phone lines right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral are subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, 
packaged and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Celebrate spooky season this Saturday, October 29th at the Halloween Spooktacular at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Come dressed in your best Halloween costume while you and your family trunk or treat, then head to the Star District for live music, spooky games, crafts, treats, and a whole lot more. The event takes place from 3 to 7 p.m. For more info, you can go visit the Star District.com. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Gentlemen, I know I, I we are the first show in the morning. Mm-hmm. Every day we come in here. And the best. And we're I'm DJ Khaled. I, I like it. Uh we're gonna we're gonna come in here and we're gonna bring the heat, but we can't do that without our coffee, right? God I mean, we gotta get the coffee in there. Black Rifle Coffee does a great job. You can go online at Black Rifle Coffee or yeah, blackriflecoffee.com. And they've got a couple of uh we've got a couple blends here. This is oh. the light roast on the left. This is the flying elk, or excuse me, it's on the right to the screen. Uh really, really good. I actually had that this morning. That's you what had the I light had. one this morning. I had the light roast this morning. Wow. I'm more of a medium roast guy, but this light roast is really good. Okay. Uh and then the medium roast is on the left side for okay. those of you watching at home. And that is the Medal of Honor blend, and a portion of the proceeds for that bag, if you buy that bag, goes to the National Medal, Medal awesome. of Honor Foundation. So awesome. really cool job. Black Rifle Coffee, check them out. They've got a ton of different stuff. Yeah, they got a lot of different ones. They've got Chris Beams in the back. It's the CAF, C-A-F, Ooh, and it's double caffeinated. The turn up. Oh, yeah. So if you that's really what I need, need that's for all the veteran, the veteran co- uh, coffee drinkers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can't be, be a rookie. No, you can't be a rookie for that one. You'll no. be doing cartwheels. No. But <laughs> naked down the, down the stars, <laughs> Star Street, whatever they call it. I'm out sure here. that's what Black Rifle Coffee envisions <laughs> whenever they whenever need, they sell their I coffee. Need the visual out of here. Go. If somebody does a cartwheel butt naked with Black Rifle Coffee yeah. cup in their hands, I will repost it. Without spilling a drop. Without spilling a drop, I will repost it. Teal. All right. Let's talk to Cowboys Nation, shall we? How about that? Give us a call, 888-855-2297. We'll be taking your calls for the rest of the show. Want to hear what's on your mind. We're going to start with Chris in Indianapolis. Chris, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? Talking Cowboys, what is happening? What's up, Chris? Is that Beam in the back? No. No, this is Chris from Indianapolis. Oh, wow. The way you said that sounded like Beam for a split second, right? I wasn't alone in that regard. It did sound like Beam. I like it. The energy was fantastic. How's it going? It's going. It's going great, man. Victory. Victory Tuesday, you know. Still celebrate the victory. Get ready for the Bears. They looked good last night. Unbelievable how they put it on New England. Yeah, they played well. What, What else is on your mind? What's your question for the panel? Uh, I just I just wanted to say I can't wait to see Damone Clark in there. That dude is a monster. He was a monster at LSU. And one quick thing, my 11-year-old son, he'll be listening to it here after school. I want to say happy birthday to him. He'll be 12. Oh, happy and birthday. We're going to Jacksonville the end of the year, Cash Man. His name's Cash, and he has no idea. He's never been to a Cowboys game. Ooh. And we're going to Jacksonville the year to see him play. <laughs> So well, he's gonna he's gonna know what this is. Yes. So you're surprising him right now on the show, right? Like you, he doesn't know right that he's now, going. When he, gets home, when he gets home from school. He'll be listening. We listen to all the shows over yeah, again every know. show, every night from school. 
He'll be hearing it right now when he listens to it after school. Wow. Awesome. Congrats. That Congratulations. Is awesome. Happy birthday, man. Happy, happy birthday, Cash. Cool. Thank you, Chris, for the call. That is outstanding. You guys have fun down yep. in Jacksonville in Florida. Thanks. There he goes. Chris from Indianapolis. I love that. Come on now. If you want to make an announcement on this show, come on. Make it it happen. The dedication for him to listen, not even just do his homework when he gets back to the crib, but also listen to to Talking Cowboys. Shout out to Cash and Chris in Indianapolis. That's that's the true true Cowboys fam. He's raising his son the right way. And there's a lot of Cowboys fans out (laughs) there like that, too. Out there like that. All right, Brando in Rio Rancho. You're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going, Brando? Gentlemen, gentlemen, thank you for having me on the show. It's been a long time since I've been on, but I'm grateful for having me. And this goes out to Mr. Patrick with no C. I've been following you for a long time. I'm no longer on Twitter because it just got crazy over there, but I'm glad to see you smiling on on the show. (laughs) And you've got so much to bring to the show. I'm glad to see you, pal. Thank you, man. Much love, much love. All right. um, Thank you very much. I appreciate that, too. Uh, Let's get down to business quickly. Um, First of all, I think that the offense, they, uh, they need work then part of that work is getting rid of Rocky Dennis, a.k.a. Kellen Moore. Mm. He has got to go. Why is he still pulling away from the power running game and still make a surgically repaired Dak throw so much during that game? They cannot do that anymore. I know that the the running backs, they've been taking some good licks, but that's what they're for. They're supposed to be those thoroughbreds. They're supposed to be getting those tough runs because when – our offensive line gets into motion and starts taking the fight to that D-line, especially with Chicago coming up, it's when you know, when Dak does throw, it's not going to be so much strenuous on him. I think that I still believe that Kellen Moore has worn his welcome out and let Mac McCarthy either coach himself to an extension or fire him. And then when it comes to, to, to J. Lou, all the healing energy in the universe to him because yes. I think Anthony Brown is just one bad game away from being sat for Bland. Mm. I think that they, mm. they should spoon-feed him the same way that Sam Williams has been spoon-fed his reps, learning the speed of the game, learning where to be, and then allow him to use his talent to make plays on the field. Because if he does, I think that he's going to bloom and he's going to end up taking Anthony Brown's job. All of you guys have a great week, and I'm still listening to your responses. Thank you, Brando. Appreciate you, Brando. Dude, he said it with his chest, though. I love it. Sternum, ribcage. He did push-ups this morning. He did all the push-ups. Close grip. You want to start? Yeah, I'll answer it in in (laughs) reverse. Um, I will say that I believe Deron Bland, although he's shown in training camp that he can play all three positions, I think he he would excel as nickel. I don't think that pits him against Anthony Brown at all. I think Anthony Brown will be pitted against the Kelvin Joseph and the Deshaun Wright battle as far as those outside guys, unless there's a situation where certain personnel groups get varied and you see Anthony Brown go inside at nickel. That's when he'd be up against Bland. But from the outset, it'd be Joseph versus Brown versus Deshaun Wright. Uh, so that's my take on that. Now, as far as Kellen Moore is concerned, I've said this before. I'll probably end up saying it again. He admitted it himself. He's a former quarterback, and if it was up to him, if it were up to him, he'd just air it out 50 times a game. This is where the balance of Mike McCarthy comes in. Mike McCarthy (laughs) did state that he wants, between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, he wants 30 touches. And Mike McCarthy has gotten his way in that capacity more often than not this season, which is why the Cowboys do have five wins as opposed to five losses or more. Uh, That said, you did see Kellen Moore. We spoke about it yesterday. You saw Kellen Moore get a little a little excited with having Dak Prescott back. Right. Kind of got a little throw happy initially. 
But as I say, it's pointed out so eloquently, eloquently yesterday, Mike McCarthy got in there and was like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's scale this back. Let's remember what we need to be doing to win this game. Yeah. Defensive driven team that focuses on uh, the run, run, run attack, rushing attack. And then you use play action off of that. Cowboys got back to it. I wouldn't throw Pizza Boy out with the empty box just yet. <laughs> um, I will say that there is still <laughs> there is still growth to be had there, but I have also seen enough from him to see that he, he's willing to do the right thing. We just need to see it more consistently. Like we talked about the third and ones, the two third and ones um, from Sunday. Would have liked to see a bit, bit better play calling there. Um, yeah, so I, I still have confidence in him, especially with McCarthy McCarthy's hand being heavier on demanding the rushing attack being the the crux of the offense. Mm-hmm. And then as Dak Prescott starts to get the rust off and gets his uh, prime form, then, you know, I'd be more comfortable with a little bit more throws. But all in all, Dak mm-hmm. only had 25 attempts on Sunday, and they won the game. So. All I can think about is Kellen Moore in a pizza planet hat from <laughs> on a Toy bicycle. Story. On a <laughs> he just lost I'm that just box. Saying. What a heating box on the back of the bike. <laughs> but, I, but I understand the concern. It's the frustration we, is yeah, there. We've, spoke, we've spoken about this uh, several times on this show. We've tweeted about it in-game as recently as Sunday. So Do you think he overthrew Dak Prescott, though? 25 pass attempts isn't a lot. No, no. Initially, because you can't look at the, the, the end result. The end result. Right, the end result was 25. We wanted to see 25 to 30, and we thought that was a winning recipe. And it was. But if Mike McCarthy did not chime in and force Kellen to scale back, we might have seen 35 or more attempts from Dak. Because early on, that's what they were doing. Right. Do you think there's an element to that of just getting a guy back into a groove, though, and just allowing him to knock off that rust? Because there were only six incompletions. It's not like he threw four picks and it was just terrible and and, and things of the sort. They may have thrown the football to get him comfortable early, to kind of get him rolling I'm not saying that's the most effective game plan, but that could be a reasoning behind it. It's always a possibility, Kyle. I I just think that we're that the Dallas Cowboys are in a blessed position to have a veteran play caller that in Mike McCarthy to be able to overreal him in. Yeah, to be able to reel him in. Less anxious yeah. about it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Do you want to add anything else on on top of nah, what no, Brando was no bringing? At all. Man, that was Highland, hot fire. Uh, let's go to Akeem in Philly. You're on Talking Cowboys. Akeem, how's it going? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Akeem, what's on your mind? <laughs> I only had like one question, pretty much. Like, basically, your offense has come out flat a lot, and this is not even just this season. It's been last season as well. I remember I did stand back talking about it last season, but. There has been a lot of flat play coming out at the beginning of the game, and then it, it equates to us losing. It definitely happened when we played against the Niners last year. And I'm like, what is it? What is the cause of this? Because obviously we had a whole offseason, and the problem still persists. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it the quarterback play? Is it the play calling? Is the receiver not getting open? Is it the offensive line? I'm like, because obviously the, play, the, the problem is still there. I'm like, it hasn't changed in the whole offseason. I'm like, last game, they were supposed to be a get-right game, but we came out slow against the, the Lions defense that was supposed to be trash truck juice, but we still <laughs> came out flat, and we still gave them opportunities to stay in the game. I'm like, it shouldn't be 3-6 for almost two quarters. Like, that's yeah. ridiculous when the defense is trash. But, like, that doesn't speak too well to our offense. So, I'm like, how do we remedy this? Thanks, y'all. Appreciate the call, Akeem. Keep doing great work out there in Philly. I, Isaiah, I'll let you start on this one. I don't disagree with you, and obviously, you already... <laughs> pull my receipts. <laughs> I just think that this team is a run first team. And the more impact that Kellen Moore has, I'm sorry, that Mike McCarthy has 
on this offense, the more you'll see Kellen Moore kind of gravitate towards that. I think he's still a young coordinator, and I think he's a really talented coordinator. But to his point, to his own point, he has tendencies, and he has a tendency to go to the air. And I think that he's finding out with the help and guidance of, of Mike McCarthy that the what we do here and the way in which you control games is running the ball. And that's the most effective way to control a game. When teams want to control a game, you don't throw the ball. Yeah, You run the ball. Even though you might have the capabilities of throwing the ball, when you want to control a game, run it. you run, run it. the ball. Run. right? What did Philly do last week? They ran the ball. What did Dallas do? Obviously, sorry, the week before. And then what did Dallas do this past week? Run it. Ran the ball. So that works. And I think that's the foundation of Dallas. I think that's why Dak is so successful when Dallas is committed to running the ball because now everything comes off of that. And you hear that in so many different offenses, and that is because it stands true for most teams. So is there a is there a disconnect between Cowboys fans and good offense and effective offense? Mm-hmm. It, because a lot of people will look at it and say, oh, my gosh, this offense is not playing well. And I would agree with that in week one. And probably again in week six, and mostly to start here in week eight or, or in week seven, excuse me. But for the most part, it's been steady 20 points, 23, 25, 22, 24. It's been what it is, but they're winning games. So is there a difference between bad, a, a bad offense and an effective offense that's just not as powerful? I think it's because you're not going to put up the 35, 40 points that you saw last listen year. Up, right? So, first of all, you can only control what shows up on your schedule. Mm hmm. Let me just lay that out there, right? As long as you're knocking down the teams that are on your schedule, you're doing your job. However, we all understand that the teams that you're going to play, Dallas has, I think, one of the worst, one of the easiest strengths of schedules in the league. But a lot of that has been because of the division. Absolutely. And the division division is the best in football right now. uh, Yeah. So, regardless, you're going to handle what's on your schedule. They're winning ball games, but we all understand that this offense, what the level at which they're competing at, is not going to be enough against the teams that you, that you envision playing down the road. Okay, the, if you're talking about playoffs and all that stuff down the road, we're a that's, long ways away from that. But that's what the expectation is. I'm not even looking at last year's. Hey, we should there needs to be 40 points scored every game. Yeah, I'm looking at it and saying, how many drives are you walking away without points? How long is it taking you to get going? If you know that you're that you're not scoring points in the first half of games, but you also know that history shows if you get behind in games, you usually don't have a good a good opportunity of winning that. You might want to figure it out pretty quickly because as you start facing better teams, what are they going to do? Pound a dog on the ground, get ahead, and put you in a position where you're now throwing 45 times a game, and that's not your thing. So are slow starts the biggest worry, as opposed to to bad? Because I would agree with that. So I slow, think a slow start is more worrisome than a a, a bad offense. To I, this I, point. I agree. I, I, yeah, I'd say slow start would be the problem. And and a couple things here. Number one, you touched on it, and I'm glad you did. Everyone needs to also temper their expectations as far as what this offense can be even in prime form this season versus what the offense has been when Dak Prescott was throwing for almost 5,000 yards and yeah. fell just a couple yards shy of Tony Romo's single What's season. What's the difference, though? The personnel, first of all. We talked about the loss of Amari Cooper. I, I, again, we know. But how they weren't using Coop. 
But he even if he's on the field, he's yeah, a decoy, I hear, I, I and that frees it. up. A, so yeah. personnel is one thing, and you also lost Ceddie. You lost Cedric Wilson, which had a bigger impact than I think many believed. Um, so you lose Cedric Wilson, you lose Amari Cooper, and then you have you lose Dak Prescott in week one. You are without him for five weeks. So a couple things. Number one, temper the expectations, because even if Dak didn't get injured, I don't know that this defense is a 40-burger every other week because of the loss in personnel and things needed to be figured out. I think in prime form, this this offense can be 30 to 35 average. Maybe let's let's split the differences. Let's say it could be a 33-point-per-game average, but not yet. Yeah. I think by the end of the season, they will have found that particular stride because you will now have more games with Dak Prescott under center, having figured out things with Noah Brown and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup, that new trio. Yeah. And then some of the younger guys, so maybe you... Jalen Tolbert starts contributing. But I will also say this. I wonder what the science is on the Cowboys having slow starts against uh, bad teams who are accustomed to playing in the noon slot because the Cowboys are not accustomed to playing in the noon slot. Mm. The Lions very much are. So the Lions <laughs> came out ready to play. It's just another weekend, another, game. For, another Sunday for them. You know, noon, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. The Cowboys, midday, primetime, you asked them to pull forward. And I liken this, it's not entirely dissimilar, and not, this is not a shameless plug for my Braves, but it's not entirely <laughs> dissimilar from, no, seriously, the Braves, they were fantastic. They won over, over 70 of their games this season in the primetime slot, but they had a losing record in the 1 o'clock slot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes teams that are accustomed to late afternoon and, and night games, when it's time for them to kind of get up and get going for those noons, and you know for a noon game you got to be up early and get going, mm-hmm. it's, it's a different process. So I just wonder, mm-hmm. but I will say this, and this kind of circles back, and I'll, I'll toss it back to you guys. Um, circling back to the Kellen Moore point, but also tying into this, and shouts out to my, my good friend John John Owning. Uh, y'all can follow him at John Owning on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Dak Prescott on Sunday, he went 11 for 13 for 121 yards and a touchdown on play actions against the Detroit Lions. That means he used play action on 50% of his dropbacks. Typically leading into the season, he used play action on only 25%. So this is why I say I'm not ready to cast Kellen Moore to the side just yet because it, be it Kellen Moore learning and or Kellen Moore learning with the addition, with the combination of Mike McCarthy being a little bit more heavy-handed, there's progress being made here. We just have to see how it plays out, mm-hmm. but it's trending in the right direction. So we have to take our second break because we went way over. But when we come back, we're going to take one more call. Mike and Iowa will get to you in a second when we come back after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets has head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet! 
unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back into Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Real quickly, let's get to Mike in Iowa. Mike, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going, our friend? Oh, pretty good. How you guys all doing? Doing great. Bringing the energy. I like it. What's on your mind? Well, I got two questions. My, My question is, why isn't Peterson... And is not in for the left guard because he can have a lot of experience. He's got good experience and he can blow him right off the wall. And my second question, why is it the wide receiver Turpin not in there as a slot wide receiver? Because he looked like he's an ankle breaker. Why isn't he in there instead of them putting him on trick plays? Why is he, why can't we see what he can do in the slot like uh, Beasley and all that? He's got good breakaway speed. Why ain't they putting him in there? That guy is dangerous, and they should be have him on offense. Thank you very much, Mike. Two great questions. Uh, the first one, I mean, it's it's kind of what you've been saying. You want to see Peters, but it, in my opinion, it, McGovern hasn't played poor enough to get replaced right. yet. That's basically the, the if you go back and you watch the tape, McGovern's not the problem. Nope. If anything, it's the center at times with Tyler Biotish. And a lot of times it's left tackle still trying to figure some things out. I agree. That's basically the that's the problem. I think the offensive line as a whole has played pretty well the last couple weeks. They even did. even against Philly, they had some troubles, but they no. played decently well. We even saw a heavy set this past week where they had McGovern and Peters in there. Yep. McGovern sure was at left that. guard and Peters was out of tight end yep. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Here's a, uh-huh. kind of going off of that though, his point on Turpin. I agree with him to a certain extent. Mm. He's not a full-time slot guy just because you want him to be a weapon on special teams. You want him to kind of be there. But they can't just put him in there for those, to, plays. For those plays because it's, it's a, a big old it's red a flag. It's a two. Hey, number nine's on the field. Maybe we should throw it. He was in there for one snap outside of the ones where he actually got the football. He had one play where he was out at a, as a wide receiver, and he was just a decoy running down the field. One play. You got to do that a little bit more consistently. Maybe it's a setup. Cons- consistently, if you get there. Maybe it's a setup. You think but so? We talked about it last week. I think trying it was to last break week, the week before. If you put Turpin out there, you have to take Noah Brown off the field unless you're going four wides. So, I mean, pick your poison. And also, keep in mind, <clears throat> there's a lot of football to be played. But when you're winning games, I mean, the Cowboys are five and two. So when you're winning games, you don't have to reveal as much of the playbook as necessary. That means you have these plays in your pocket 
for later in for the season, later. potentially the playoffs. So he's not going to run out of his bag. Yeah, we, no. Listen, we're we're all for and we're going to hit the end of the bag. Still something in the bag around Christmas time. <laughs> what <laughs> we, we've we're, we've all kind of pounded the table over the past several weeks to see Cavante Turpin um, a little bit more, a little bit more yeah. on offense. But I will say, in that same breath. Like you said, and like Isaiah said last week, you don't want him to become a tell. So when you see him on the field, it's, oh, not only is it a pass play, but it's going to him. He's the first read. Um, You also have to protect him for special teams. So there is some risk management there as well. So I don't want him as a full-time slot because he's your electric returner. He had a big impact on this last game. Don't think that he didn't. And, again, circling back to my first point, don't be surprised if all of this – uh, we want to see Turpin. If all of it comes to fruition later in the season, particularly in the playoffs, I want to see Peters win, at the slot. If you're winning games, you don't have to. You don't have to go <laughs> into the slot. out yeah, there. You don't have to go deep into your playbook if you're winning games. You can save <laughs> mm. something for you know later in the season. But for Jason Peters, yeah, Connor McGovern hasn't lost the job. Mm. Um, so and then Peters was injured. Kind of he's coming back from injury. You know and. He was changing positions. Do we know if the change in position helped fuel the injury? We don't know, whatever the case may be. So they lost Matt Willetsko. He's on IR now. Peters, to me, is more of the swing tackle option yep. now. Um, Matt Farniak, you you know, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Um, might see Alec Lindstrom getting a call up here this weekend. But you have some OL depth issues, yep. and I think Peters helps with that now more than it has uh, been the case before now. We got some responses on Twitter. If you want to continue with this conversation from the very beginning of the show, tweet us whenever you want. Tweet us. If yep. you're listening to this later, tweet us whenever. Tweet, tweet. Where, what position would each of us be playing currently if we were thrown onto the roster? Keem says, uh, punter for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tight end, wide receiver for Isaiah, and free safety go. for Patrick. Nice. Uh, G from Jersey, our guy who was up here yesterday. Yeah. I got to meet him for the first time. Uh, shout out to G. Kyle, long snap, snapper. Oh. So there we go. I'm yeah. in. I'm in on the long snapper idea. The that means I, hey, that means I gotta eat. I get to eat as much as I want. Yeah, it's mm. great. Uh, Pat Scatback. Scatback. Little Scatback. Pat. Uh, and then Isaiah, <laughs> wide receiver, and this is my favorite, special teams gunner. Doug, all right. Get up the field. I've only been a gunner one time. And I got a, I got you two, got obliterated. I got two penalties on the same play. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Coach Coppola cursed me out. <laughs> bring bring your uh, your opinions, yeah, though. What, what position will we end up playing? I like those uh, as we close out the show. For Chris Beam, for Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?